Good morning, good morning. Good to see each and every one of you here this morning. Glad you come out to be with us at Grace today. We're going to take prayer requests in just a few moments uh, to the prayer requests that we want. Uh, we have a whole lot today that are at a Koinonia retreat weekend. Uh, so lift them in prayer this morning. And uh, also, you notice over here on our wall... Uh, part of our message last Sunday about praying desperately. There are cards up here yet. If you have a special prayer request, uh, maybe it's a person or a situation you're going through in your life, uh, you can be as um, discreet as possible if you want to, or you can be as definite as possible if you want to about what you put on the card. Uh, we come through this church throughout the week. We pray for those. Uh, and we are praying for those. And we are going to remove those when those prayers get answered at a time. So if you have a, a request, I just want to let you know there are some of these cards right here available. So continue to do that. And the third request that I want to take and make sure we share today is pray for our country. Pray for our country today. Uh, in upcoming elections, first of all, he's still going to rule Jesus Christ. Okay? Uh, but obedience and obeying. So uh, we have some papers back there in the back. If you'd like to know some information about presidential candidates, uh, if you don't already, uh, but it's back there. So with prayer request time, would you lift up your hand, brother? Go ahead. To remember that. Brother Ron, Sister Kathleen, her family. Lola? Let's remember that. Amy? Yeah. Melanie? Let's remember that. Paula? Anyone else? We'll just bow our heads. Our Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your strength that you give us. We thank you for your grace that is so amazing. God, we thank you, Lord God, for the breath that we're breathing right now, each and every one of us. Father, Lord God, if we were to look around, Father, Lord God, we see that we are all clothed. Father, Lord God, we are all, Father, Lord God, fed. We are all taken care of physically. Father, I have been, and we know many in this church have been in several places in this world, in our lives, where those things, Lord God, are a luxury. Help us, Lord God, to not partake those simple things. God, for those, Lord God, in the homeless shelters of this very city. God, we pray, Father, Lord God, that you open doors and, and God, create a way, Father, Lord God, where there seems to be no way for them. Father, Lord God, let them know, Lord God, that you are, Father, Lord God, making all things possible. Father, we pray today, Lord God, for these, Lord God, that have come with altar request up, Father. God, we pray for each and every one. And Father, for families. God, you created the family unit, Father, Lord God. And God, we pray for every family that's here today, Lord God. And whatever it might be, Lord God, we don't know, Lord God, that if there's ever been a, 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 an extended length of time where we can say all is well with everyone and everything in our family as far as health and finances and vocation or whatever. God, we, we don't really know that we've ever had that because, Lord, if we did, we would start thinking, Lord God, that this is what it's all about. 
we would start thinking, Lord God, that it's simply this, Lord God, why we're here. Father, Lord God, help us to realize your word tells us, Lord, from the Old Testament through the New, Lord God, that we are sojourners, Father. God, that is ones that are traveling, Father, Lord God, to a country whose builder and maker is God. So help us, Lord God, not to get caught up, Lord God, and and God, what we may or may not have, but help us, Lord God, just to realize that one of these days we are going to get caught up. Father, Lord God, as believers in you. Father, we pray today, Lord God, that we would, Lord God, be the light that you told us to be in a world that's, God, getting darker and darker. God, help us, Lord God, to be a salt, Lord God. You told us to be light and change things, Lord God, so the people could see. God, in salt, Lord God, you told us to be salt because that makes an effect on people, Lord God. And God, before salt can affect and make an impact, there has to be contact. So God, help us, Lord God, to be salt. And in other words, to make contact so that we can leave an impact on people's lives. For Father, in so doing, Lord, God, if we can leave that impact where it leads one to know you as their Lord and Savior, Father. God, just one, Father, Lord God. We don't know how many more they may lead and how many more they may witness to. And and God, it just so happens, Lord God, that we're the ones here left, Lord God, to carry out your work. So, Father, help us to understand that today. And God, we thank you, Lord God. God, for it is an awesome responsibility, an audacious task. But yet, Father, Lord God, you gave us the power. You gave us the ability. You gave us all that we need, and you just told us to be willing and obedient. So, Father, help us today, Lord God, to remind ourselves, God, that we have everything we need, Father, Lord God, to change, Father, Lord God, this world. Father, we have it because we have you. But, Father, Lord, what we need to realize, Lord, with all of the knowledge and with all the education, with all the direction and with everything else, Lord God, if if we're not willing and obedient, Father, God, the salt will have lost its savor. God, and it won't be good for anything. Father, help us to be good for something for you today. Fathers, I pray today for each and every one that's here, Lord God, and whatever it might be in our hearts and our lives, Father, Lord God, what we're going through, Father, Lord God, help us, Lord God, to keep our minds stayed upon thee, Father. Help us, Lord God, that by the eye of faith, Lord God, we continually look, Father, not to the circumstances at hand, Lord God, God, but to creator who knows our tomorrows. Father, help us today to understand in so doing, Lord God, that God will realize once again that this world is not our home. We're just passing through. Father, when we feel like this is it, God, we get comfortable. God, when we think we have enough, we get a little lazy. Father, Lord God, so you know our every need, you know our every desire. But Father, help us, Lord God, to know that you know us better than we know ourselves so lord give us that that we need daily and father supply us father lord god with that that we may give you back what you need 
Father, Lord God, that's service for the king. For this service today, Father, help us, Lord God, to turn this service into worship. For, Father, you already want us to worship you. But, Father, Lord God, when we humble ourselves before you, when we're willing and obedient, when we realize we're in the audience of one who created all things and yet wants to hear and know about us intimately, God, that's worship. That's worship. Father, let us worship today. Not only here at Grace, God, but in churches throughout this land and country that we might be united, Father, Lord God. God, to keep you in the church and in our hearts. For we pray this through the blood of Jesus Christ that cleanses every stain of sin. Amen. I want to share with you today something to praise God about. Something you can praise him for today. Because we have reason to praise, right? Uh, Before we do, uh, children, if you want to quietly go out the back doors to Children's Church downstairs. And then we are going to read our declaration here at Grace. What we declare, what we declare in, through, and by the power of God. If you will, my past is past, my future is bright, God's promises are true, and his word is sure. With God as my helper, I will be all he wants me to be. I will do all he wants me to do, receive all he wants me to receive, and I will give God the glory he deserves. Isn't that worth praising him there and there alone? We need to praise God today, and I, I want to share with you today some, uh, I guess I have never in my ministry, uh, uh, as pastor here, open the service with so many passages of scripture, uh, but I decided I would stop where I stopped at, because there are so many in my, the thought that the Lord has placed upon my heart today is his second coming, his second coming, and my friend, when you as a child of God begin to think about the second coming of Jesus Christ, That should cause you to praise. You know why he's coming? If you are a child of God, he's coming for you. That's why he's coming. So that should give us reason to praise. Oh my. Of all that he has and all that there is throughout scripture, there is so much written. Even in the Old Testament, Job talked about when the Lord would come for him. Even in that, my friend, uh, we are going to speak throughout scripture. It shares so many places about the second coming of Christ. About the second coming. You know what? We need to be mindful that he's coming again. We need to be mindful that he's coming again. And the reason why he died, he died for whosoever should love the Lord and believe on him. Whosoever should come to repentance and and have him in their heart as Lord and Savior of the life. That's who he died for. And who he died for is those that received him into their heart. And that's who he's coming back for. 
We can get up and caught up in this world today with so many things happening and get our minds distraught on maybe some things that are overcoming in our society today uh, that are overpowering what is happening today. Uh, but I want to tell you, Jesus is coming again. My friend, that's the surety that we have in Christ. And though uh, heaven and earth shall pass away, my word shall not pass away. And so throughout the scriptures, he reminds us that he is coming again. May I tell you today, I'm ready. I am ready. Does that say I want him to come today? I'm going to be straight honest with you. No, I don't. I'd rather he didn't. You know why? Although I am ready, I have family. I have friends. I have loved ones. My friend, that there would be an eternal separation from if he were to come today. And I want to be willing. I want to be able to one more opportunity, one more time to reach out to them and let them know that one of these days, Jesus is coming. I'm ready. Are you ready today? Are you ready today? My friend, I'm going to tell you something. If you're ready for his coming, uh, we can, as it said there, because he put the lung, the breath in our lungs, uh, we can praise God. Why? Because when he calls, I'll fly away. David said, doesn't matter how long we lived, if it's 70 or 80, uh, there's still yet a lot of turmoil and strength and labors that we go through. Uh, But regardless of how long, life is soon cut off. And then what he said, and we fly away. David knew what was awaiting him at the end, didn't he? Uh, My friend, I want you to know something. Regardless of how long you live, it's like a vapor, my friend, in comparison to eternity. Uh, But Jesus Christ is coming. Let me get to some scriptures today. I'm excited to talk to you today, to share with you about the scriptures, Lord God, has placed upon our heart that give us great hope, that we have a hope, a sure and steadfast hope that is an anchor in the soul. I'll get with the scriptures here in a minute. But my friend, it's that hope. It's that I know that I know that I know thing, and that my friend, not only do I know he's saved, I know he's coming. His word shares it throughout. I want to start reading maybe this morning here, probably one of my favorite verses uh, in in scriptures. Uh, We here at Grace, for those that may be visiting, or some of you that are new that may not have one, let me uh, 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 challenge you or ask you to consider this. Uh, We here at Grace have what we call life verses. And these are verses here that uh, people refer to and remind themselves. I heard one share their life verse uh, this morning here. Uh, But these life verses that I want to talk about today, uh, uh, the life verse here that I said, mine is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to his own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Uh, Listen here, there's sometimes in life, all I can do is trust. I don't have to understand. I don't have to figure it out. Sometimes I'm overwhelmed on how things come about. But you know when it gets back, if I simply just trust him, everything's going to work out. Everything's going to work out. Well, I've said uh, that to say this in in 1 John uh, 3, 2. Let me return to it here. Uh, Listen to what I want to share with you. As I said, this would probably be my second life verse. This would probably be that other that I use and hold on to. And I'm going to be a little bit precise here today in my reading because I want to share with you scriptures about Jesus' second coming. That's what I want to share with you today. We aren't going to 
have time to get into all the reasons why and whatever. I'm just focusing on that today. Maybe that's yet to come. But listen, in John 3 and verse 2, Beloved, oh, isn't that great to know that we are beloved. John is telling his brothers and sisters in Christ, Beloved, and that's how he loves you. It's not he just loves you. You're his beloved. You're the one he gave his life for. You're beloved. You know what? I had a wedding yesterday, and I saw a groom and a bride stand, and they gave their commitment, their vows to each other, and they called themselves their beloved. You know why? Because they were willing to lay it all down for them. They had a love that was greater than any other love, and they shared that with one another. Listen, John says, Beloved, what matter? Beloved, in verse 2, Beloved, now we are the sons of God. Who does that identify? He already identified what he said, beloved. Beloved meant that if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's who he's talking to. You're beloved. We are the sons of God. Listen, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be. Hmm? Don't try to figure that out. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath his hope in him purify himself even as he is pure. Listen, you know what it's saying today? It's saying right exactly what. Now listen here, we don't know exactly, you know, I remember a song that the, the teacher sang to the little children when we were children, you know, and the song simply said, he's still working on me to make me what I ought to be. You know what I'm saying? The one who held the sun and the moon and the stars up above, he's still working. I want you to know something today. A God, my Savior, is still working on me. And I want to tell you something. He's still working on you today to make you what he wants you to be because he's got a plan for your life and he wants to have an expected end for your life and in other words that plan he has for your life he wants you to carry it out because that's the expected end he has for you and that expected end for you and I is that we know he's still working on us and one of these days when he splits that eastern sky I will see him and that's when the work will be finished on me he's still working on me he's still working on you today but I tell you this, one of these days, <laughs> I'm going to see him. I'm going to see him. Yeah. We'll get into those that are past here in just a little bit, maybe. Listen, how important it is. Us. We know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him. That ought to get you excited today, that one of these days, mine eyes shall see him. Your eyes shall see God. We shall see him as he is. And you know what that as he is? He's my Lord. He's my Savior. He is not coming to condemn me. He is not coming to pass judgment to me. He is coming to rapture me out of here. He is coming to call us home. Well, let me get on over to another passage of Scripture that I have for you today. I want to share with you something over in the book of St. John in the 14th chapter, and we hear it so often and hear about it so often. And unfortunately, or fortunately, whatever is a reminder, uh, but I, I hear it a lot at funerals. You know what? And this verse is just not about a funeral. Uh, this verse here is a promise that Jesus Christ is saying just before he was led astray, uh, led uh, to be nailed to the cross there he had called his disciples together 
And he shared with them some words. And in John, the 14th chapter, in the first verse, as he called them and they gathered around, late in the evening that night, he said, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. He knew that they were going to be seeing some things that they wouldn't be able to comprehend. I want to tell you something. When things happen in your life that you cannot comprehend, when you go through things that you just can't figure out why you have to go through them, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God? He's telling you to reassure that belief that you have in God. You believe in God? Believe also in me. Why is he saying that? Because they asked to see God earlier. They asked to see God. And he he said, have you seen me? You've seen my father. He said, if you believe in me, believe also. Listen. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house. Here comes his promise. In my father's house are many mansions. And if it were not so, I would have told you so. And in other words, you know me that what I speak is truth. He tells them on down, I am the truth. In my father's house are many mansions and I go to prepare a place. My friends, it's not just a place. Do you know what it says next? I go to prepare a place John said, I shall see him as he is. Guess what? He's saying right here that he's coming back. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, and if it were not so, I would have told you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again. Do you hear that? I will come again. Listen, to receive you unto myself the where I am. There you may be also. Think about it. One of these days, we're going to see Jesus. One of these days when he comes, my friend, I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to see him. You know what? You might need like me. You might need a little assistance to see a little bit of things here. You all look really good without the well, way you look. You look really good still. Yeah. <laughs> But he's going to see me as he is. You know what I'm saying? As I am. He's going to see me. You know what? He's not going to look at the, the frail body here that they talked about. Uh, that vessel there. That potter's vessel. The earth and clay. Yeah, that's going to be changed, my friend. That's going to be different. That's totally different. Now let me just go on over and show you. Talk to you about that one there as well. I want to share you some things with you here this morning here. He said, I am the way and I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am there you may be also. Listen, I want you to know something. Uh, there is coming a day uh, when I'm going to see him he's going to see me you will see him uh, whether he's your Lord or whether he'll be your judge uh, you're going to see him don't look now but read in the pastor's bulletin there uh, from the pastor's desk and remember what you read there one of these days he can, he's asking today uh, to be your savior one of these days if you don't reach out to him he'll be your judge and my friend you'll remind yourself of the opportunity the time that you had when the Spirit moved upon you uh, to ask God to come into your heart and life. And if you did not move, you did not go. Uh, my friend, listen here. You won't see him the way I'm looking to see him. Uh, well, let me go on over here. I'm going to read some other places here. Uh, just 
hold on to some things here while I find something here. I want to read to you now out of the book of Thessalonians, the first chapter, if you will, and the fourth, uh, uh, fourth chapter, the first book of Thessalonians. I want to read just a couple of verses here. And while you're turning to that one, you don't have to turn if you don't want to, but if you can, it's fine. Uh, but listen, what he's telling the people here, uh, the people here, this young church at Thessalonica there, uh, they were really concerned uh, because they had some Judaizers and they had some people telling them uh, that, listen, when a person dies, that's all there is. And you're just dead and you go to sleep and that's all there is. And, and they were began to be concerned about themselves and they began to wonder. Uh, so they wrote this letter and Paul had heard about it. Uh, so Paul wrote back to tell them and he wanted to give them some comfort my friend that this world is not all there is he wanted to remind them to give them some reassurance today and my friend every once in a while everyone needs some reassurance do we not every once in a while everyone needs a pat on the back if you will and say it's going to be okay it'll be better farther on I want you to know something that's what he's writing and now he says this as a reminder to them in 1st Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 16 for the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. I'm going to tell you that's a shout the whole world will hear. That's a shout, my friend, that everything will take notice of. Everyone will take notice of. Not only his creation, but everyone that has breath in their lives, everyone that don't have, everyone will take notice. I want to get on down here. Now listen here. With a shout and with the voice of the archangel join with the trump of God, the dead and Christ shall rise first. You see, he's not leaving those people out. Uh, those loved ones that you've got that's gone on, you know what the Bible says? To be absent from this body is to be present with the Lord. If you are a child of God, I want you to know something. That spirit that God breathed in your life, that spirit that you asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and life to give you his salvation. Listen here. When we leave this veil of sorrow, knowing him as our Lord and Savior, my friend, we are with him. We are with him. And do you believe that? You need to believe that if you're a child of God, that's where you're at. If you're not a child of God, the Bible also speaks about that. There was a man who died and the Bible says that in hell he lifted his eyes yeah but let me go on down and the dead in Christ shall rise first and then we which are alive and remain that's you and I right now do you know that unless you and I die unless you and I are laid I got property out there in Ferncliff unless you unless we go to that place our, our resting place my friend, listen here. He could come right now. Do you know that? Are you excited about the fact that Jesus could come now? Listen here. I get excited when I think about it. I'm trying to slow myself down up here. And you, you get excited when you think about the fact that he's coming again. And one of these days, I remember many, many years ago in art class, you know, they said to just draw something there, whatever you want to do. I would always do the pen and ink of, of future cars or something like that. But one day it was to be pencil, just draw something. And you know what I did? I took a long sheet there and I started drawing what I thought the second coming of Christ would look like. I didn't know where that drawing came from. It was just in me and it started come out I don't know what it's going to be like but I'm going to tell you something I have it within my heart to know that I will be present one way or the other we will be present listen here knowing Jesus Christ and how important that is and he goes on to say then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together listen shall be caught up together there's this rapture that rapture caught up together with them in the air. Not them. 
even the graves that have burst open. With them in the air, to, in the cloud, in the air, to, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. You hear that? I'm telling you what, I get excited for the fact that knowing that there is a payday coming. Do you know that? <laughs> I don't know about you, but every time a payday rolls around, I, I kind of get excited that day. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get excited. I usually go through Tim Hortons and get me a little breakfast sandwich because it's going to be a good day. <laughs> I know it's already going to be a good day. You know why? <laughs> But I'm going to tell you something. There's a payday coming that won't run out. There's a payday coming, my friend, that would be more than I can imagine, more than I could ever dream of. There's a payday coming that every bitter trial, every bitter heartache, every bitter circumstance, everything that we had to go through, even though we walked through the fire, my friend, it will all be worth it when he comes. Do you agree with that? Listen, I want you to know something. When his coming for you and I once again, I get excited about that coming. I don't know what's going to happen coming a month from now. I don't know what's going to happen. But then again, I don't know that we'll be here a month from now. You see what I'm saying? What I'm here to tell you about is these verses here that remind us of his second coming again. Oh, let me share with you one here real quickly. I want to turn over to the book of Acts. This is after the 40 days that Jesus was with his disciples. Listen, uh, the, the soldiers thought that, well, if, if we do this, if we, if we put him on the cross, if we crucify him, if, you know, that's a, uh, that's a death with a curse to it. Uh, if we crucify him, and then if we do that, put that curse upon him, he's going to be dead dead. And we won't have to worry about him no more. But you know what? On that day when Jesus died and gave up the ghost, my friend, the whole earth shook. And it became dark, did it not? From 3 to 6 p.m. Why? Because they had realized what it took in all of his creation. Heart had broken. Why? Because Jesus died on the cross. And they thought they was done. Well, let's put him in the tomb Let's roll the stone and let's seal it, make it sure and tight. Matter of fact, let's put some of our best guards by the tomb so some of them don't come and get him. Well, guess what? Man's power didn't stop, did it? Jesus said on the third and the point in the morning, he arose just as he said he would. And my friend, I'm going to tell you something. I said that to get to my point here. Then he was on the earth 40 days. And after that 40 days, guess what? They had gathered together. And now this is going to take place. Jesus, first off, he tells his disciples, but you shall receive power, all those that are following, but ye shall receive power. That power came in the birth of the church in Acts, didn't it? But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and all Samaria and in the othermost part of the earth. And now this is what I was wanting to get to. And when he had spoken these things, while they, those that had gathered together, while they beheld, he was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Ooh, you know, I mean, can you just imagine how awestruck they must have been? Received them out of their sight. Listen, it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. And he looked steadfastly toward, and as he said, and while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as he went up, behold, two men, angels, stood by him in white apparel. 
which also said, ye men of Galilee. He was telling them, I know where you're at. I know where you're at, ye men of Galilee. I know where you're at. I know who you are. Why stand ye gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus, which is taken up from you into heaven, shall so come in like manner as ye have seen him go into heaven. He's coming again. He's coming again. Church, we today, we need to get excited for the fact that Jesus Christ is coming. You know how close it is? Closer than it's ever been. It's closer than it's ever been. It's closer than it's ever been that he's coming again. I want to share just maybe one or two more here, if we will. Uh, just, uh, just bear with me here as they come. And uh, like I said, I knew we would go far, and I had to cut them all. I, there's hundreds, literally hundreds of references uh, about the second coming of Christ. Uh, but listen here, what he tells us here, over in the First Corinthians in 15th chapter, verses 51. Listen, I want to share this with you. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at thy last trump, I was just reading about that. For the trumpet of God, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. You see, he's still working on me. Listen, I got news for you. He's still working on you. As long as we live in this body, Paul said, in me dwelleth no good thing. As long as we're in this body, there is corruption. And that's why we are to strive each and every day of our lives to keep ourselves unspotted from the world. That's why we are to strive each and every day of our lives to keep ourselves pure even as he is pure. That's not easy to do. We fail and come short. And the Bible reminds us, if you do fail, you have an advocate with the Father. If you do sin, you have an advocate with the Father. You can go to him. And listen here, I want to remind you people today, we need to go to him. And when we fail him, when we come short, when we walk from his will, when we walk from his way, when we sin that we know we shouldn't do, we need to go for him and we need to get that restoration. We need to get that before him. Well, I want to go on down. We shall be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. For the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed for this corruption. Corruptible must put on incorruption. This mortal must put on immortality. Alive forevermore. You know what that's also saying? This body here that's, as they sang that song, I'm thinking, okay, Lord, I, I get your message. This is the scriptures. That vessel that we are, <laughs> my friend, that earthen vessel won't need to be anymore. Because this earthen vessel, taken from the dust or the dirt of the earth, listen here, it's corruptible. You ever got a clay pot, you set it alone so long, and you don't keep it watered, you don't do anything to it, after a while it becomes very brittle. It's a reminder of us, sin in our lives. Every so often, if we don't do nothing things kind of start straying in and we realize this is corruptible. It's going to be incorruptible one day. This mortal death shall put on immortality, shall put on life evermore. Well, so in this corruptible shall it put on incorruption and this mortal shall it put on immortality. Then shall be brought to pass the saying which is written, death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law, but thanks be unto God, which giveth us the victory. Do you hear that? 
You didn't earn it. You didn't work for it. You didn't achieve it. It was given to you. Giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. How important that is today. I want to share with you just a couple more. As I said, over here in the book of Revelation, I want to read in Revelations 1. Verse 7 and 8. Behold, he that cometh with clouds, and with every eye shall see him. And they also which pierced him, and all the kindreds of the earth uh, shall wail because of him. Even so, amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And the Lord said, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. Think about that. Even which those that pierced him, Meaning everyone all down through time is going to see him. So we're not just the select few that are here. Everyone will see him. Isn't that important today? Let me just closing say this. There are people today that think, well, those people gather together on Sunday mornings or whenever the church doors are open, those people to gather together because they're weak and they're insecure and they need something. I got news for them. They're right about me. I'm weak and I'm insecure. And I need the prayers of those I love. And I need fellowship with my brother and sister in Christ. But that's not why I come. <laughs> that's not why I come. I come today because Jesus is mine. Glory divine. And listen here. I want to share with you just in closing here what he talked about and saying this over here in the book of Peter as I want to read this. For those who think that all of this is just a farce, for those who believe, well, you can need that crutch if you want to, those who believe all that, my friend, I want to tell you something. Listen here. Second Peter 3, verses 3 through 10, I want to read. Knowing this, that there shall come in the last days scoffers walking after their own lust. Man, we are living in that day, aren't we? God's word said that's the last days. After their own lust and saying, where is the promise of his coming? Mocking him, making laugh at him. Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, since the fathers died, all these things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. Nothing's changed. A lot of people think nothing's changed. For they, for this they willingly are ignorant of the fact that by the word of the God, word of the heavens, word of God and the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in water whereby the world then was being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be ye not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackless, but as all, but as long suffering to us were not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And he reminds us of these words. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. You know what he shares here? He's saying, you people think that the Lord isn't coming. May I remind you that he destroyed this world one time with flood, with water. He destroyed it, and many a people didn't believe then either. 
But he's going to destroy it again with fire this time. My friend, you know, even our scientists will tell us there's evidence of this. Our scientists have showed us where Noah's ark has rested over in Turkey. Our scientists show this, but Jesus Christ says, don't come on fact, come on faith. Show that and come on faith. And you know what? He says, as I come as a thief in the night, I'm going to tell you, I don't know about you, and I hope you can say the same, but just like Paul said, looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and the Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul was looking for that day. He was looking for Jesus to come. What about you? You see, when the Bible says he's coming as a thief in the night, it means he's not, you're not going to be ready. You're not expecting. Does it mean he's coming at nighttime? No. Any moment. Get your song ready. When we were children, you played it too, no doubt. The kids, when people would come over to mom and dad's house or we'd go somewhere or get around the church after church. I remember after church, a lot of times we children would run out and play a few minutes of hide and seek. You all remember hide and seek? Someone had to be it, didn't they? Someone had to be it and they had to count. We didn't know when they were going to come. So what we did, we went and found us what we thought was a good hiding place. Didn't we? But when you're done counting, what'd you say? Ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, here I come. My friend, I want to tell you something. It's not a game. It's not a game. I had a lot of fun playing hide and seek. You thought you could hide real good and you tried to make it in, but then you were caught before you made it safe, right? Ready or not, here I come. Ready or not, Jesus is coming. Will you be ready for his coming or will you be caught? Stand your feet. The Bible says, woe unto them that are at ease in Zion. Where are we at today? Where do we stand? What about you? Father, I pray for each and every one of us that's here today. Father, Lord God, that you would excite us. God, that you would let us see, Lord God, that the summer has ended. Father, you're showing us, you're reminding us God, the harvest is taking place. God, you're trying to tell us through nature, Father, Lord God, that God, there is a gathering coming. God, a separation coming as well. Father, help us, I pray, Lord God, that we would be reminded and we might, Father, Lord God, be excited for the fact, but yet, Lord God, be, Father, desperate for the fact, too, that we have family, friends, loved ones. God, help us, Lord God, just to let them see the love of God in us. Lord, we pray. Nothing else? Bow our heads, we'll be dismissed. Great to see you all visiting with us today. I sure hope you'll come back. And uh, 
be a part of us. Just don't visit, become a part of us. Brother Nick, will you dismiss us this day?